about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 67 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, three stripes. Phil Coors, A2 blue belt, two stripes. Phil sitting across from me in his um, sweatpants and BJJ campaign. Uh, and a flannel. And a flannel. Look very, very fashionable. And a Toro t-shirt. Yeah. Toro cup. Comfortable with t-shirts there. I don't remember. It's the red one, but I don't remember which Toro cup this was. Yeah. Been to plenty. So the new look is uh, sweatpants instead of chinos? I left the house in a hurry. Okay. I didn't have time for belts or zippers <laughs> they do take a lot of time yeah. you're right yeah you're right lacing them and all that it's good 15 seconds more um but but so you know in first disclosure folks um, we're not experts on jujitsu or jujitsu related items we mm-hmm. just like talking about it that's why we do this podcast and so um phil and i kind of discussed with uh some people who are good at jujitsu and know what they're talking about with jujitsu mm-hmm. about the six moves that they would concentrate on the first three months. Yeah. So how did that go, Phil? They were different. <laughs> they were different moves. They, we might made, be right. They may, might be right. We're not saying. Yeah, it made sense. But we're probably wrong. So they were, they went over things like, you know, break falling, falling safely, uh, how to shrimp and, and bridge and how to stand up safely. All those are good ideas, but you know, doesn't make for the most interesting conversation when you're, you know, just saying the thing that makes the most sense. They're great ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, talk about fundamental basic movements. Those are. Yeah. They kind of got to come first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I was, uh, I was paired up with Kelly, new guy last night and um and you know and it was funny because even before we had those conversations i was telling how important that whenever we were doing the um the initial where we review technique and stuff because i asked him he'd only been to one class and Mm -hmm. and he actually knew all the moves in the one class i was like wow that's that's really good (laughs) um but uh but also i you know i said are there are there, is there anything um, with regards to the warmups where you, you know, like shrimping or, or any of that stuff where you're foggy on? Cause those are really important movements, mm-hmm. you know? And he was like, no, I, you know, I think I'll, I'll just get better at them as, as I do them. And agreed you will. Cause we do those things every time. And maybe that's why we didn't, you know, maybe that's why we didn't think of it anyway, because we're going to, they're going to do those fundamental movements every single class and yeah. warm up. Right. And I was talking to, to you afterwards and I was thinking a probably a better wording of the question was say, you know, the guy's got a, a brand new person's got to start a competition in three months. Right. Right. So, so to win a competition and put him in the best possible situation, what would be like six techniques you would focus on? I think we just worded the question 
not a whole lot of thought went into the question before it was popped. So, you know. Yeah, no, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Shoot from the hip. I think that one would have been a better one. And then my answer probably makes more sense. Yeah, no, agreed. But uh, for those out there, don't expect to win a competition in three months of training. Mm-hmm. That's not a reasonable expectation. No, not really. I mean, unless you're you know, D1 wrestler that is really good and that sort of thing. But it's, it's just not a reasonable. Well, you can just do those six moves really good. Or the six moves really yeah. good. Yeah, it's true. Very good point. That's all you need. Um, but no, that and I agree. I was talking last last night about how um, the head coming forward on the shrimp was really important for one of the techniques we were going over from the class uh, previous. I worked with the same guy twice in a row. Uh-huh. Um, so I was just going back over that stuff and and how if your head is coming forward, you're making the next part of the move a lot easier on yourself versus just kind of shrimping and then, you know, having to reach real far. Mm-hmm. Um, just little different details to all those things. I mean, there's a, listen, and, and I don't take it for granted. I mean, I think John stresses it whenever we're doing it. And I really, in those warmups, I try to, I try to get better, you know, shrimping, make sure your hips are out up, make sure that your both feet are on the ground, you know, all those, all those details are really important. And also all those details is what uh, of those fundamental movements is what makes the setups and the, the execution of whatever move that you're trying to do. That's incorporating those basic movements work. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just a lot of times there's questions asked about a technique and it, the thing they say is it's like, all you're doing here is standing in base. All you're doing here is a bridge. And uh, it blows my you mind know, every it's, time. It's always something. It's always one of the simple ones like the hip switch of the standing in base and stuff. It's it's important. Yeah, jujitsu is easy. What they say anyway. Yeah. And that's what all the really good people say. Mm-hmm. I say it's really hard. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, so that, that's, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of weigh in on that before we moved on, you know, again, I'm sure we'll be wrong plenty of other times and, and, uh, we'll go back and correct those errors as well. Yeah. I, I should have been more pushy about a fun answer as well. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do that. We'll ask, we'll, we'll get that question back. Follow up to the follow up. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, Phil. What is your, and I'm asking this, I'm just setting this up because last night was the perfect, my favorite lesson of all lessons Mm -hmm. and I'll go over what we did in it. But what can you, do you recall in our, our lesson plan, what, what your favorite lesson is? No, 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 there's there's been more moments where I like saw a technique in a class that I never put together and that stand out specifically with like a technical uh technical mount back take or a um just a simple collar choke from technical mount that have really made my life a lot easier. Yeah, that would have been my answer before last night. Because I don't I mean and maybe it's because we the curriculum's been reworked or whatever, but but just that the lesson last night was single leg to half guard to half guard pass to mount to if they block the mount half guard pass uh, where you do the knee slice and then 
Kimura finish. I love that lesson. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the the Jeff Boone uh, competition roadmap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I know, I do like the lessons that tie everything together. I always have because mm-hmm. like transition, do. transitions never made sense to me at first. It, it was so difficult of seeing like what do I do next. So just that like here is a situation start to finish that all ties together has always um, been more fun for me because it started piecing things together for me before I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was, um, so much fun. And whenever you get to get the details and tie it all. And you know what? It's so funny because every time, and I think it's every time on that lesson too, whenever you're doing that half guard pass to mount, it's so important to stretch that person out. Like I always forget that detail whenever I'm live rolling. Yeah. I get the underhook, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But really stretch. I don't really stretch them out whenever mm-hmm. I'm going to that because I guess because most of the time I'll, I'm usually even though I'm going for that mount, I'll I will do the um, uh, knee cut um, pass on the other side because they usually shrimp out, you know, and they usually mm-hmm. shrimp out because I haven't done a good job stretching them out. Right. Mm. You know, I use my head a lot on that because I, I look for that passing the arm over before I even go to finish the pass. It's like to the mount. Uh-huh. So you can get the head and arm? Yeah. Yeah. Or just the arm across for whatever. For Yeah, for seatbelt or, 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 sorry, for gift wrap or taking a back or something. The one that stood out to me last night that I don't I don't think I do um, is uh, walking the person back to the middle to flatten them back out. Mm. I feel like I've made other adjustments with compromises to my base and whatnot to work on getting the arm deep for the shoulder pressure. Cause I try to like reach for the armpit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I kind of work harder than I should to get that in. Mm-hmm. No, so agreed. That, that one's a great out. detail. I was, I was, I was trying to work that a little bit last night and then into the, the positional drilling class afterwards was all half guard last night, which was awesome. And was. I was trying to, trying to get into that position and focus on, uh, walking them back to flatten them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was great to see everybody after the holidays, you know, um, it was funny. I had a conversation, um, with Mike, um, you know, handsome Mike, good hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it was funny, Mike, uh, I was like, Hey man, I hadn't seen you in a long time. You know, good to see you, whatever. And, uh, it was funny because he, uh, he said, um, yeah, man, I haven't been in, in two weeks. I was like, whoa, really? Hmm. You know, with the holidays, it's, you know, we had plenty of open mats and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, and he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I made some bad decisions over the holidays and, you know, whatever he's like, but I'm, you know, I'm back getting after it. And, and I think that's a, I think that's an important lesson for everybody to hear. Right. Because he's super, he's enthusiastic about jujitsu and he's going to, you know, if he stays with it, he's going to be very good. He's, mm-hmm. he's really committed to it. Uh, but, but I think that's important for everybody to kind of, um, if you've, if you struggled over the holidays getting in, whether it be that you guys didn't, weren't open or, you know, you were, you were eating Christmas cookies and, uh, drinking eggnog, uh, mm-hmm. you know, substitute whatever it is you <laughs> drink in for eggnog. Um, you know, there, there's, there's always, everybody's always happy to see you back on the mats, no matter, no matter if it's a, 
no matter if it's a two week break or if it's a two month break or a two Molly year said break. said he gave her a funny look when, when you saw her. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did. She just thought that was funny. Yeah. Like she, she barely made it in last night cause somebody was working at the house. I told Charlie before class, I'm like, I think she's going to be a few minutes late, but, uh, yeah, yeah she, she struggling to get back into. So. Yeah, no, that, that, but that's the important thing. I mean, I was happy. I was glad to see her there. I mean, it's, I think it's an important, I think it's important for everybody who starts training to continue the training and just to realize those benefits of what jujitsu gives. So, so it just, you know, if you're out there, you're struggling, you're, you're like, Oh man, I saw, I saw a post and it blew my mind. Uh, I think it was on the blue belt mafia, um, page. A guy said, uh, I having a new baby and I have a one year old, I'm taking six to 10 months off mm-hmm. and I'm going to do the U S or not U S grappling, the, uh, grappling industries world championships. Cause it's free in 10 months. Yeah. Suggestions. And everybody's like, um, don't stop training. Don't yeah. take six to 10 months off. That's it, crazy. It's, it is crazy. And you know, then it kind of went on to say, Hey, I'm, I'm also, uh, going to go to open mats or whatever, but God, that's just a horrible plan. Can you imagine planning to take six to 10 months? I guess, I mean, I guess some people can do it. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I just can't imagine that. What's the last thing you took 10 months off of doing? Probably something I don't do today. Yeah. Mountain biking. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Never do that. (laughs) Probably because you got hurt or something, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's terrible plan i saw that I, yeah yeah we, we pretty much just lurk on there because I, the, I mean like what are you gonna do just take 10 minutes off go get destroyed in competition because you haven't been training and then really want to train more i mean no that's never what happens so good luck i don't know maybe he's gonna watch youtube videos and just sink it all in <laughs> just to let it all sink in right Not i mean it. that's not a bad plan right Six, ten months of YouTube videos. I saw somebody post on there and be like, I gave up watching sports. Is there maybe anything else you can do? I saw that. And I, I like, like that, that response. Suggestion. Yeah. Like, are you, you're going to need a two-hour window here or there to do something for yourself. I would and imagine. listen, he's got a one-year-old and a new, new one on the way. He's going to need some sanity, and he's going to need to get away for a little while at some point in time. You know, make a deal. Make a deal. Say, hey, you get two hours, I get two hours. Here you go. Mm-hmm. do that two days a week even if you do two days a week right even anything anything right don't stop so our public service announcement i don't know those forms they get me sometimes yeah yeah i, I don't know i used to uh I used to find them really interesting but they're all the same questions over and over again they just get recycled yeah all of those questions what are your thoughts on ghee versus no ghee there, I mean, what, I can only train once a week. How do I become a world champion? You don't. What workout program would you do with jujitsu? I wouldn't train once a week. These are the same questions. They're always the same questions. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. gi versus nogi is stupid. If you're a nogi person, fine. Train nogi. I don't. You know, I don't care. Whatever, whatever you want to do. But I me, mean, both are important. Both are important for for offense and defense for different reasons. Yeah. What's your thoughts on gi versus no gi? I know we're getting into no gi a lot more this year. Yeah, I'm a no gi guy now. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. 
Wow, that that came out of nowhere. Um, No, I think yeah, both are yeah, both are important. I don't know. mm -hmm. It's like it's an evolution in your thought process. Yeah, yeah. I think I use the gi. I rely on the gi too much on a lot of different things. That's what I was telling you. I wanted to work on the no gi stuff. Mm -hmm. Six months ago, a year ago. Yeah, I was going to compete last year. No gi, remember? Yeah. Speaking of competition, you're going to compete here next weekend. Yeah. And you're going to do Nogi next weekend. Mm-hmm. You're not? No. No, that was the first time I actually thought about it, though. Oh, you thought uh, about doing yeah. Nogi? Yeah. No, I want to do, um, I'm going to do, going to do the two divisions again. Uh, Over 30. And- adult and executive division. And um, there's already enough people, so I should have at least three, four matches. I'll Good. And people that you already know, that you've already... Went against that you. I believe the guy I lost to last time. Yeah, I believe he signed up. I didn't like verify, and I get confused with the names. But was I'm, he the ankle lock guy? No, he he Ezekieled me from top half. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the one that said uh, that's the only thing I got. But yeah, he like apologized after <laughs> he beat me, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Stop it." <laughs> that was should, that was yeah. hilarious. That's great. He's like, "Sorry, I'm a one trick pony." I was like, "Who cares?" I was like, <laughs> Uh, so whatever you go out on the mat with him this time, just be I like stare him straight in the eye and be like, "You're not gonna Ezekiel choke me yeah. this time." Yeah. Everybody's going for that. My goal is to not get single legged, but we'll see. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, no nogi. I think I will do one this year. I just I'm. I, just I think I'm going to too. I just didn't sign up for one. I've not done it yet, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I want to see how this how this goes. I just know, um, I was really spent, um, last time. Yeah. You know, by the time I got to that last match, I was, I was very, very tired. Um, been working on, I just feel like if I get a lot better at jujitsu, I want to try as hard and then I won't be tired. That's my thought. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, I want to focus on gi competition and I didn't want to, uh, wear myself out before the gi one starts because no gi's first mm-hmm. i'll do it though yeah no i think that's i mean and maybe next time you do like you're do do, do executive and then no gi you know what I mean? yeah my my assumption is because there's i'm gonna do um try to do more local stuff this year they're not all gonna have people and i believe if like it looks like i'm gonna be merged in a bracket or only have like one or two matches at the most that that would be a good time to to branch out into the nogi to get more matches yeah it's kind of yeah no i think you're right it's the excuse i'm going with yeah no i think that's a good i think it's a good plan um what else what else have you done anything else special with your regards to competition preparation or anything uh we are supple leopards now i mean that's, we're becoming supple leopards. that's a new addition to our training um because you've been dying for the last year um i have as <laughs> it's well been a year what's funny is i complained nonstop, and i was thinking about this leaving here last i don't know if it was the last time or the time before you were asking about injuries and i was like no nah, i like i have none i complain every day about something like i forgot about the whole chest thing i had going on with the ribs <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, chest. Yeah. i totally forgot about that <laughs> like that's not been a thing that was <laughs> killing me for like two months um it is gone now that's good yeah but you know I just thought that was funny. But anyway, due to the fact that I've been dying every day and Jeff is almost dead, we got into the Supple Leopard, becoming a Supple Leopard book. Kelly Starrett is the author of that book. Uh, uh, and just an overview for those of you out there. It's a, it's a book on movement, on um, 
proper body mechanics. Uh, I think it's really, and Matt was telling me that it's like required text in the physical therapy realm whenever he was going through school really? and, and stuff. I, I don't know if it was required text, but he, he, you know, he had it whenever he was in school. And I think he's even got the latest edition because there were some changes in it. It does a good job of like an idiot can understand it, you know, like precisely. Yeah, I feel pretty good about what I'm reading. Like, and I'm not smart. With and, that stuff. And, and it has a lot of pictures, which yeah, really, I love the pictures. I like, they I got like arrows pictures. and stuff. It yeah. makes it very easy. <laughs> totally easy. Uh, you know, I find myself sometimes though on those pictures, I'll, I'll, uh, take my hand and try to expand them, like oh, making them yeah. bigger, blowing them I'm up. On the page. That doesn't it. work by the way. Yeah. doesn't work. I should look into that. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but no, that it's, it's great information. And I think, you know, gosh, my body mechanics, bracing posture has been so poor for so long that, that this is, um, and also our buddy Russell, you know, he's been doing this for a long time and this kids make fun of him for his posture and stuff, but he's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm he, I think he's 78 years old and doing jujitsu. I think Russell's, he's not 78. He's, oh. he's like, <laughs> he's like 58. Okay. Uh, he doesn't look it, folks. He doesn't yeah. look it at all. But, but, uh, but yeah, so. I was about to be really <laughs> impressed. I know, right? Russell's twisted steel and sex appeal. He's a, he's a jack uh, at his age. He's always been really fit. But uh, but yeah, so he he, he kind of turns on and actually got me the book for Christmas, which was super nice of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, it gives nice movements and corrective things that you can do in your day to day. You know, like, like me, I said it, I sit at the desk and I'm doing emails and stuff for hours on end. So don't do that. You know, do good posture whenever you're sitting. Take time to get up out of your seat, you know, every hour for at least five minutes. You yeah. know, get he up talks out of your about seat. Thinking about how you're sitting and standing up and yeah. the bracing and stuff was interesting to me because as he's describing it, it's very similar to how I learned um, to use the hips in someone else's closed guard, you know. And he shows the, um, the weakness that starts like uh, the chain effect in your body when you put your head down and how that breaks the, the, the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and, can't relay the information very good, but all I'm saying is it does relate to jujitsu, obviously. So that's how, you know, how I interpret everything and look through that lens, but it's very, very helpful so far. Well, a hundred percent in the, the, the bracing and the correct body position, he, what he's giving us is a recipe for the strongest positions that we can have with our body mm-hmm. in jujitsu to make those, uh, you, whether you're applying it to frames or anything, you know, having your spine braced and in, in, in alignment, you're going to be stronger than if it's not. Mm-hmm. And your spine starts obviously at the base of your skull and your cervical spine. So if your head's droop, that's going to, that's going to create weakness everywhere. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I think I watched, um, I think it was a YouTube video on just, uh, and I'll have to look that up. Maybe we'll post that, but the YouTube video on just showing the correct alignment whenever you're the strongest in the different positions on YouTube in jujitsu, mm-hmm. which kind of goes along with that whole becoming a supple leopard. And I, I think that's, I think it's important, you know, it's probably not something you're going to think about um, all the time whenever you're doing it. Cause you're, you know, there's dynamic emotions, but I think that in the, in the basic 
positions and bracings and, and escapes and frames, I think that it really comes into play in, in that strength and making sure that your spine's braced, your hips are forward. Yeah. And other things like my head is always down. Like it's just a, it's, a habit hmm. that's been terrible. And it happens when I look at my phone. It happens when I'm on the computer and like it's affected my like uh, neck and upper back. It gets uncomfortable. I wear that like posture stretching brace thing and that like stretches it out and that feels pretty good but it would just be better if i would just fix the posture and then i wouldn't have to worry about all the other stuff mm -hmm. but it's anyway i, I really like the book because it's kind of um giving you know if your shoulder hurts there's like five things that are probably going on and they all need to be looked at because if yeah. you just stretch your shoulder you're not fixing the problem right right so i, I really like that the other point that you really liked in the book mm -hmm. was he didn't believe in stretching. Stretching is stupid. I've been saying that for years. Expand. Yeah, it's stupid. It's boring, doesn't feel good, hurts. <laughs> Takes forever. I don't know if I agree with that, but he's a lot smarter than me, so I'm not going to make a counterpoint just yet. Yeah, I think his his thing was just it doesn't doesn't fix anything to just put the muscle or joint or whatever in the end range of motion and then just sit there and hope something happens. It's more about actively fixing Correcting. it. Yeah. 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 No, it's a great book. I'm going to, um, you know, into it. The, the great, the great thing about it is if you've like me with the, the pinched nerve and C5, it's really helped me, um, in supplementation of what I'm doing for physical therapy and, and, um, getting adjusted and stuff. So it's, it's given me, that to kind of, if nothing else, to focus on doing something that I feel like I'm doing to make myself better, better. Uh, and I'm sure it is, but whether it is or not, it's just empowering me to do something about it. Make me feel like, okay, it's this is better to do that than just sit in the chair. So right, right. In poor position mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it that, uh, it's called becoming a supple leopard and it's by Kelly Starrett, um, Dr. Kelly Starrett. So if you're out there, you're looking for something for somebody's birthday for jujitsu, maybe that's something you want to give. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's been my newest plan is to, um, see if that can help recover faster, feel better, not maybe not need to recover as much because I feel better anyway. Um, which will just allow me to train more. And, and two, you know, he says it in the introduction is 15 minutes a day mm -hmm. to, to correct the, you know, 23 hours and 45 minutes of the rest of the day that you're maybe not doing the best thing with your posture and bracing, you know, is, is all it takes to work on things if you're healthy and stay healthy. So I don't think that's too much to ask 15 minutes a day, whether you're, you're rolling with purpose. That was the not rolling, roll, doing the foam roller, mm -hmm. um, with purpose, you know, um, or whatever other exercises that you're doing that that he shows in the book um depending on your archetype of your body and what you have a predilection to uh, do wrong you know so mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day can be all it takes to to take that i've been doing a little bit more than that because because i've been uh, injured but it it definitely i definitely see a my my injury getting better um 
obviously due to the physical therapy that Matt's been given and, and Blake's adjustments and stuff, but, but it's definitely getting better. Last night felt like the first night that I'd trained in probably at least a month where I felt back to normal, even though it, it maybe it's just back to a new normal for now, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good. I think I, I dealt with toe issues for a while and a chest mm-hmm. issue and stuff. And then all of a sudden you don't have to deal with it anymore. And then you just instantly take it for granted again that you just feel fine after training. Right. And then, yeah. so what you're saying is you won't do the 15 minutes a day or you will. I wasn't even thinking about that yet. I was just thinking about how I've been feeling pretty lucky that I haven't, I really haven't been dealing with all too much. Yeah. I mean, late, the la- lately. And so anyway, Knock on wood. You know, I hope that adds to it and makes it better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so late last night, Schluter sent us a, a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who did, well, he, he put it in that he wanted to do a year's worth of training in a month. And uh, granted, that was a little bit of, uh, I think, clickbait. Yeah, uh, I saw the article, so the, I guess I didn't watch the video because... Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. He was filming. Uh, so he wanted to do 52 training sessions in, in 30 days. Yeah. And what struck me in the video, <laughs> it's funny, it showed him, like he filmed you know, each of the sessions, just put little clips and put it together. It was like 16-minute video. That's, by the way, folks... It's too long. Public service announcement. Yeah. If you're going to send a video, make it two minutes or less, okay? Yeah, I, I can't keep... Although I did, it did keep my attention. Like I fast forwarded through like the middle seven minutes of 15 it. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no, seven <laughs> minutes. Seven minutes of it and went, went on. But it's so funny because I saw him and like his arm. He was in an arm bar whenever he was rolling, and his arm was basically hyperextended. And then after he was like, "Yeah, my elbow's a little sore." I'm like, <laughs> "Duh." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but he got through it. it. It was funny, and dude, he looked a lot skinnier after, too. Like from when he started to when he finished. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But doing two and three sessions a day, um, at different places, and he was bike riding to all these sessions. I was like, this is crazy. Oh wow. But but he uh, he got through it. I thought I just thought it was interesting. I you know, I don't know that I'd ever try to do two to three sessions a day for thirty days straight, but. But whatever, it was it was actually a pretty fun um, article. You could do it. Maybe. Imagine if Origin had beds. You know what mm. I mean? That's basically oh, yeah. what it is. Oh, wait. We got three sessions a day for eight days. That, yeah, you could do it. You that's just 24 a, sessions. You just need a bed. We were already halfway there in eight days. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Maybe we did. August. I might have got in 50 sessions in August. We got to go back and check the uh, training depends. How do you count the classes? Do you count each individual class or you, you count, count times per week? No, no, no. He counted each individual class. Okay. Yeah. It was training. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's reasonable to count every class. Again, he was counting privates too, mm-hmm. you know, which, yeah, I think that's. Can cool. I count YouTube videos? No. Damn it. Nope. Thought I it had didn't a show him. It's training session number 32 watching YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Did not show that. Did not show that. Um, oh, something exciting um, in um, in watching jiu-jitsu, and it's on, I think, UFC Fight Pass. 
Uh, and that's the Chael Sonnen has the Submission Underground events. I can't remember which one he's on now, but something I'm very excited. In February, it was going to be Craig Jones and Gordon Ryan from the last Submission Underground. They do tag team matches. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the, the tag team matches. Yeah, right? a few of them. I I think, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, it's the most exciting format for watching jiu-jitsu. It's, first off, it's no-gi. Um, the format is, I think they were doing, I think it was eight minutes, eight, eight or ten minutes, I can't remember which. Um, but, you know, they were in a cage, um, an octagon, well, I don't know if it was an octagon, but in a cage, and um, which has a different dimension to it as well because if you get up against the cage you can be in real trouble on 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 getting out and Mm -hmm. all of that positionally but um, also some strategy involved because you have three seconds in between the tag where you can basically double team the one person so if you're in so like if you're in your side your corner because you're you each have a corner you have to hold your hand against the cage and you can tag them anywhere on the foot on the hand anywhere but if you have that person in a compromised position and you tag out they've got three seconds to take over that compromised position to get the submission right so um so pretty interesting in that respect and and so it's um it obviously gordon ryan is not competing anymore and so he dropped out of it it's going to be Craig Jones and um, Nick Rodriguez mm-hmm. against Vinny Magales and um, Kyle Bohm, Kyle Bohm from um, 10th Planet. And I think he is like, um, I think he, I, I'm not sure. He, he's really good at jujitsu. I think he's like at third place in the Nogi Worlds or something like that. Okay. Uh, but so should be your. That, is that, that on that? What is that on? UFC Fight Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. You know, um, with the UFC and stuff, ESPN taking over the rights, the fight pass has kind of dwindled a little bit. Although now they're they're kind of doing stuff, showing old fights uh, or showing recent fights on there to kind of keep that up. You know, a lot of people might not subscribe. To ESPN fight pass. bought it. ESPN bought the rights to UFC for um, coverage. Who used to have it? Um, well, it was, it was spike. Then it was, um, like, Oh, like Fox or something. Yeah. Fox. Ah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so, um, so yeah, that was, was it Fox? I can't remember, but I know it was spike at one point in time, but, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's, uh, maybe another reason to keep, I, I've always had the UFC fight pass. I think I, I love it. I think that all the, they do the, um, Submission Underground, the Eddie Bravo Invitationals on there. Um, they've got a lot of different grappling stuff on there too. Um, so, so it's it, it's something that makes it more interesting for me, and I think it's something that um, that it's going to be an interesting match. I think it's going to be fun, and I don't, I you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be super competitive with that match. I, I you know, especially with that tag team match, and I think. It, having strategy is going to be very important. I'm all for them doing whatever to get more people watching. I mean, it's, it's hard to watch jujitsu competitions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No agreed. And I think if I don't know the people, I, I just, I have a hard time mm-hmm. getting into it. No agree. And, and it's so, you know, 
like it or not, it's not the most exciting a lot of times. You know, I think no gi, the no gi format is certainly more exciting than the gi format, you know, which breaks my heart, but it, it, it is true. And I think that, you know, just looking at this and the action in the, um, in the tag team, uh, grappling events, even if you, you didn't do jujitsu and like maybe you were an MMA fan, this seems like you would like it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know because I like MMA and I think it depends why you watch people are just there for knockouts. They don't care. Well, yeah. 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 But th- they're. I would imagine it's most people that watch. No, I don't think it's most people. Maybe it is. That's disappointing if it is. Uh, I mean, that's why I used to watch. <sighs> you were unsophisticated, Phil. I was like, let's see how this guy can murder this other guy in the cage because I didn't know anything. And I was like, would you boo whenever they went to the ground? No, I'd fast forward. (laughs) (laughs) You're terrible. You're part of the problem. I know. I know. You were. Not now. That's the way it is. I don't think anybody can appreciate how hard it is unless they try it. Yeah. That's probably true. That is probably it true. It does seem like people should just stand up. Yeah. Well, that's what Derek Lewis did to... Yeah, uh, he's good at that. To, uh, get rid of that Americana from that one dude. That was interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, so so really excited for that. I think um, I think Chael Sonnen's on to something with this submission on the ground. I think, you know, I think he's a great promoter of, of everything and, and interesting. Well, he's always been like the kind of guy that was controversial right always yeah intentionally piss people off so they watch yeah yeah no no exactly exactly and i think he's on i really do think he's on something here with this uh yeah i would say you know maybe get a little better quality ring girl though next time oh it's bad (laughs) is it him it's not it's not good (laughs) um (laughs) but that's not that important uh what else phil anything else you think of did you see the, did you watch that podcast I sent you with the Chris Hater, Hooter? Howder. Howder. And I believe. Matt Thornton. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but I made it pretty decent amount in. Did you watch any of that? I, I did not, but I've heard both. Um, I saw what I was going to bring up anyway. I've heard that, both Chris Howder and Matt Thornton on the BJJ Brick podcast. Okay. They, they touched on competitions and how they're not. That is interesting or whatever. And they, his, uh, Chris's suggestion was to introduce one strike that can be used anytime. Oh yeah. So punch, kick, whatever. And I mean, you get one. So it would always kind of bring that element of, uh, the realism and self-defense kind of back in because if you're, you know, you're left wide open to it, nobody wants that. I, I think that would be interesting. And by the way, Chris Howder, one of the original Dirty Dozen, um, first 12 black belts uh, in America. So he's, you know, he's him and Matt Thornton, both very, very highly respected, reputable black belts. But um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think, you know, there goes the Baron Bolo. There goes a lot of the, just simply competition only things. I don't know, man. I 
I don't like being hit. So I don't know if I'm in for that. But, you know, I mean, we do the Ryan's class, which is a Nogi um, striking, sparring stuff, just to to realize where you're compromised in, in, in those positions. And I see it, you know, I keep it in the back of my mind whenever, anytime that I'm, I'm, um, rolling or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't always protect against it because we're, we are in a controlled environment. We're not doing any strikes for the most part. I hit you in the head last night. That's true. You did. And I got need in the eye too. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, I think that's an interesting I think it's an interesting format and I think that um I think it would certainly change um the landscape of competition. But I don't know, do you think they'd ever do that? Probably not. No. I feel like most people don't want to get punched. Right. That's or why they we grapple. Would, yeah, or they would do MMA anyway. I right. don't know. Yeah. I think it would be a lot more interesting. Because like totally agree. if people were setting up for like a like knockout kind of slap or whatever, or palm strike or whatever in the middle of a a guard pass or something and kind of open up the back and move things along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, agreed. By the way, palm strike's a much better name than slap, even though it is a slap. Mm-hmm. Palm strike sounds more masculine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Palm slap. slap him. <laughs> slap him in the face. Um, but, and I think that's part of the reason why I don't like the UFC as much. Like, I, I watch it now and then, but it's not really that interesting for me, but I don't really know anything about boxing. I think they kind of touched on it, and I've, I've heard other people, I think, like, for us, hobby last time, he was on Joe Rogan, talked about it, and he was like, you know, there's rounds, so all you have to do is survive the two, three minutes and you're going to stand back up back to where you want to go. So, you know, if you get really good at defending takedowns and not dying, you know, immediately on the ground, then you have the advantage. And if somebody has to work three and a half minutes to get a takedown, I mean, how, how often in a five minute round do you have to work two, three minutes to pass somebody's guard and settle before you can attack. And then I think it's stupid that they just stand back up. Yeah, no, no. For, and for us, just for the context, for the, the audience, he was saying that you should start in the second round in the position that you finished in. And they, they suggested, I think, a lot of things that would make it more interesting of not knowing if it was going to be in like an elevator-sized room, if it was going to be on like a football field where if you want to run the guy across or whatever, then you do it. And... um one 15 minute round i think they talked about Mm -hmm. you know and well that was the old pride way Uh, pride would do the first round 10 minutes and then the second round was five i think yeah but yeah i mean and i I think the ufc would have its place because it's built a, a fan base and things like that but i also think having some sort of secondary option to watch something like that Mm -hmm. that would be more appealing to me because you have to train for everything Versus, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff in MMA to train for. There's a million different things people can do, but I don't know. I think that would open it up more and the game plans wouldn't be so, like, you know. Prescriptive. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, the, they seem to be pretty similar. Now. Yeah. 
No, you're right. You're right. They were talking about changing the the um, judging system for MMA because they use the antiquated boxing system, the ten point must system for that. I thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah, I with that, with a little bit that I know about the UFC, the the judging seems to be universally disliked. Yes, I don't think anybody but thinks it's there's a good no idea. one that says it's perfect or yeah. even good for that yeah. matter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Phil, um, anything else? Um, what are you going to do next week to get better? What are you gonna, what's on, what's on the agenda? What's this, this week's focus of the month? This week's focus. Oh, this week's focus of the month. Uh, it's still going to be all the pathways to the back. I'm still liking that. You know, I think, um, and, and I was telling you earlier, it's getting, it's getting harder to, you know, we did the high, the half guard stuff last night mm-hmm. and it's getting harder and harder because everyone is getting better. Like there was no one there, there, no one there was giving up that underhook and half guard to where you can get to the back. Like mm-hmm. you, I had to really work to set it up if I wanted to get it, which is great because that then makes all of us better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think that really. Uh, and it, and this actually has been a kind of a persistent thing for me is that all pathways to the back and and the um, the transitions as well and smoother transitions more transitions um, you know again that's what I see the better people at jujitsu what they're really good at is transitioning from one position to another uh, especially like neon belly side control uh, north south. Um, taking the back, the, those things I think is really what I'm focusing on for my training. How about you? The back, half guard, the back. Yeah, back's fun. Rewatching man. some, rewatching some stuff. I didn't finish the whole back system. Yeah, but I'm, I kind of went back. Um, Sixteen hours in the back system. I went back and rewatched some of the stuff I already saw, mm-hmm. and I've, I've seen some stuff because I was, I was having issues with. Uh, hands people have too many hands yeah they're in the way everywhere so well and you know and and dan was also saying and he did this on an instagram post the other day too is listen if you can control that dominant position the submission is going to open up at some point in time so the better you are controlling that position which is another focus obviously that we've both been on for mm-hmm. for a while i think we're both getting better at that controlling that position right and and keeping it you know mm-hmm. um uh but yeah it, the the longer that you have them in that danger position the better you're going to get at it and you're going to get those tricks whenever you're you know those those techniques that you can get to get their arm down by the side so you can trap them with the leg so yeah it's really good well, very good, Phil. Tell the uh, folks in the audience, if they uh, so choose to support us, how they can do it. BJJCampaignPodcast.com. There's a store. There's sweatshirts, rash guards, T-shirts, patches, or all of them. YouTube, Facebook, the Facebook group. And uh, share the podcast with a friend. Yes. And folks, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do, too. To feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. 
Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's it's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.